Hey folks, Ryan Kennedy here. Welcome back to the show. Today's episode, we'll be discussing what I would consider to be a real miracle molecule that most people don't know about. You know, in fact, when I speak with people about the wide ranging benefits of this molecule, it's hard for them to believe it because it sounds too good to be true. What I'm referring to is medical ozone therapy. And I've brought on Dr. Howard Robbins, who is one of the most knowledgeable physicians in the country when it comes to using ozone therapy for healing a wide variety of conditions. So Dr. Robbins, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I'd like to start by having you explain for people listening in, what is ozone exactly and why it's so beneficial to our bodies when used correctly? Well, I think you said you started off by saying something very apropos. Um, it sounds too good to be true. And generally, when something sounds too good to be true, the rule of thumb is it is too good to be true. But there's always the exception that makes something the rule. And this is apparently the exception that makes that, makes that the rule. Um, ozone is not new. Uh, the first medical book that I know of, though I've never seen it because you can't get it, uh, was written by... Dr. Um, Charles Kenworthy, an MD from the Florida, president of the Florida State Medical Association in 1885. So it was already being used, it was called ozone in medicine. It was already being used medically if they're writing a little book on it back then. Um, and it was used medically uh, in this country up until the time that penicillin came into effect and the FDA came into effect in the 1930s. And the pharmaceutical companies sort of took over the show here. As we all know, pharmaceutical companies pretty much run the show here between them. The, uh, the, uh, you know, and pretty much that's the case when it comes to medicine. So um, ozone was used in this country up until the best we can tell about World War II beginning around 1940 or so. And then it sort of disappeared. However, following World War II in Europe, uh, while we gave you, if you remember your American history, we had uh, lots of money to help rebuild Europe with the Marshall Plan. We had no money whatsoever for medicine. And Europe was in trouble. They had all these wounded soldiers and wounded civilians and infections galore. And they had to turn to something that was inexpensive and readily available. And that's what medical ozone therapy is and was. And that's where it really began in what I call the modern ozone era. The modern ozone world began just post-World War II. And... Um, uh, since then, and I'm going to tell everybody what it's about very quickly in a minute, uh, but if you don't have a history behind it, it's, you know, it isn't just something that was suddenly, you know, we turned over a rock and there was ozone. Um, the truth is, uh, there's literally hundreds of papers published on it from around the world, very few from this country, though I am now published in it in a number of places that we'll talk about in a bit. Um, in peer-reviewed medical journals. And if uh, people want to go to, after this podcast, to our National Library of Medicine, it's called pubmed.gov, P-U-B-M-E-D.gov, pubmed.gov. And you type intravenous ozone therapy, 
all three words, intravenous ozone therapy in search up at the top, you're going to get a hundred some papers that are relatively, you know, current, mostly from the, uh, you know, the last, this past decade and maybe into the beginning of the year 2000. Published studies showing its benefits on a host of things. Um, there's literally probably at this point, several thousand published studies from all around the world. Um, a lot of them in languages that you and I can't necessarily read, but uh, many of them have been translated and I have um, a huge file of it. Um, so what is ozone? Now that you have a little history that it's been around a while and it's been used medically, ozone is a gas. It's not a liquid. And what we do is we, and there's many different ways of using it. And we're going to be talking predominantly uh, about intravenous medicine, uh, or in fact, we'll talk as much as you like about it, see what we can get to on all the other home care methods and whatnot of it. But mm -hmm. um, what we do is we fill a syringe with the gas and it's made up of O2 oxygen, you know, two oxygen molecules, and then we split that with electricity, just like lightning does in a storm, and it creates the molecule O3, ozone, three O's, which is highly unstable. It's missing an electron. It wants to grab an electron from something, anything that it can, anything that can't defend itself against the loss of an electron. And thus, by doing that, it gives up that one oxygen molecule, which reacts. It's a, it's a very, very potent oxidant. It's one of the most potent oxidants in the universe. Therefore, it oxidizes, it destroys whatever it can attach on to. And what does it destroy in our body? So when we inject it into our blood, in our body, um, much of it will dissolve instantly in the water in the blood. Some of it will in, um, uh, add on to the iron molecules on the red blood cells that are devoid of oxygen. That's what we find in venous blood or when you take blood out of the body through a vein. It's some of the my iron molecules do not have oxygen on them. And when it goes into the body and it, it comes in contact with any virus, fungus, yeast or mold, all bacteria, parasites, toxins, harmful free radicals. It destroys them. It literally destroys them. They basically, they can't resist the loss of their electron. Their molecular field is destroyed and, and, and they're gone. So it, if you understand what I just said, it can be used for a host of medical problems from infectious diseases to autoimmune problems. And that's what we've been using it for. I've been using it for, for the 30 plus years that I've been doing it and over 385, well, over 300 and uh, close to 85,000 treat, uh, treatments. Wow. Well, that was very in-depth. I appreciate the history in addition to some of the benefits. So right off the bat, you explain it, it's an oxidative therapy, which some people here, they think it's a bad thing, right? We want antioxidants. We don't want more oxidation. But from my understanding, ozone is more of a selective oxidant that somehow in one way or another, hopefully maybe you can explain uh, how this occurs. It doesn't destroy beneficial bacteria 
it goes for the pathogenic harmful bacteria. Is that correct? No, that's not true. So it, it kills anything. It kills anything that can't resist it. Now, why don't we kill people? Let's start with that. So why don't we just, we inject this powerful oxidant into the body. And in all these years, I've only had two real adverse reactions, two people, uh, two patients that develop what you might call an allergic or sensitivity reaction to it. So I stopped treating them. Uh, you know, I certainly, I wouldn't, you know, we, we take doctor do no harm very seriously in our office. Um, uh, and if you harm anybody with a pharmaceutical in New York state, they probably could care less. Um, but if you hurt, hurt somebody with functional medicine, alternative medicine, natural medicine like ozone, you're out of business. Uh, it's just the way they do, do things. Uh, there's, there's no leeway for that. So we take Dr. Do No Harm very seriously, and we've only had two people we ever really had to stop treating. Um, in any case, um, ozone will destroy all bacteria, both good and bad. And that's why we have to put good biome back into the body. Uh, that becomes a very important thing. Now, let's differentiate something. When a person takes an antibiotic, it very rapidly destroys all bacteria that it's able to destroy which includes much of the microbiome, the healthy bacteria that's supposed to be living in the wall of your gut. This became a very big problem to me in my in medical practice because I realized this and why most ozone doctors, and there's literally tens of thousands of them around the world. Um, there's a growing number here in this country because my buddy, Dr. Rowan and myself have trained at least two thirds of them. Uh, or at least, let's say, half of the doctors that are using it in this country. Um, there's several of us uh, out there that are doing trainings and different ways of doing it. We use the two most potent ways that we'll get into in a few minutes. So in any case, um, yes, it destroys all bacteria. So this became a concern to me. And I found out why many of the doctors aren't concerned is because it doesn't do it so fast, so almost instantly like antibiotics would when you start swallowing the pills, mm -hmm. um, allowing yeast to overgrow in the gut, which weakens, by the way, your T-cell system, which fights the viral infections like COVID, for example. Um, um, in fact, a recent paper just came out saying that um, um, microbiome, new, next generation microbiome can help fight and help prevent and treat COVID, which the FTC doesn't want you to know. Apparently, the Federal Trade Commission has been mandated not to allow any information or any links or anything telling people how to fight COVID virus. It's kind of interesting um, in any safe way other than the promotion of a vaccine or the Pfizer Moderna experimental gene therapies. So um, in any case, <laughs> um, so ozone will destroy it. And we had to come up with an answer for that because I do so much ozone therapy and so consistently, so frequently on people because think about it for a second. It's medicine. Now, when you take medicine, when do you take medicine? Once a week, once a month, a year when you have a serious problem? We take medicine daily, even if it's nutraceuticals, nutraceuticals, vitamins, minerals, herbs, homeopathy, Ayurvedic, Chinese medicine. We take it daily, mm -hmm. usually several times a day. 
Well, we found out with ozone therapy being so potent, you don't need to take it every single day necessarily. More is not always better, but daily therapy can get people over serious medical problems that are almost unheard of to help if you can get it that frequently. But I got concerned way back that you got to put healthy biome back in the body. And that's what led me into a whole research into finding out that capsule powder tablet probiotics virtually go in one end and out the other. And they're almost completely destroyed, 90 plus percent destroyed in the stomach and much of the rest destroyed in the small intestine from bile salts. So very little really reaches the gut to do any good at all. Some will, and some will do some good. So that began a search for products that would work. And it led me into Doctor's Biome, which I'll mention briefly. Um, Doctor's Biome, D-O-C-T-O-R-S-B-I-O-M-E.com. It became a very important product. And I do believe in full disclosure. Uh, It doesn't matter who I'm talking to. I don't play games with anybody. Um, I had to buy into a company to get them to make what I want. (laughs) Literally, I had to buy into a company to get them to make what I needed and want. They had a very good product, a very, very good product, but it wasn't helping some of my patients who have um, you know, dysbiosis who have uh, stomach, intestinal and, and um, uh, problems, you know, Crohn's disease, uh, colitis, uh, irritable bowel, leaky gut, C. difficile infections and so on. Um, so I had to have them make a product. And I, after research, they were able with, with the help of a food scientist with a with a PhD from MIT, a Dr. Kamari, then this product was able to be generated and it's called Doctor's Biome, colon health. And you can get it at doctorsbiome.com. But to get them to change into a 100% organic vegetable juice um, uh, and uh, to um, uh, make the next generation of smart bacteria that can actually survive the stomach because they're manipulated to make them so they're able to survive the stomach. They have letters and numbers after their name, over 90%, where others are destroyed over 90%, and survive and actually attach to the wall of your colon. That's why they call them smart bacteria. There actually is such a thing. Um to get them to do this, I had to offer them an incentive, which was buy into the company, become a partner. And that's why I believe in free, you know, full disclosure. I don't want people to go to the website, see my face. Ah, you see, he's promoting himself. I'm promoting probably a world-changing, next-gen, first-of-its-kind, groundbreaking product um, that uh, will take over the whole probiotic world eventually because of its unique characteristic. It's living. All the bacterias are alive. They're not in suspended animation in a capsule powder or tablet form, nor do they have any alcohol or sugar like you find in kombucha and products like that. So they can actually populate the wall of the colon, get yeast in balance again, There's already studies showing why bacteria like this can help fight COVID and other viruses, as well as candidiasis, which is yeast overgrowth, and which most people suffer from, from having taken antibiotics even once in their lifetime. 
-hmm. So now ozone does destroy the good boys. That's how I'm able to fix ozone can fix all these various intestinal problems and diseases and conditions. And because it's able to fix it, meaning it destroys the bad bacteria that are causing it, it has to be able thus to destroy the good ones as well. Now, there are bacteria that have developed resistance to it. This is kind of amazing because uh, up until recently, we were under the belief that, you know, God has put on earth something that can destroy anything else that God has put on earth like COVID and whatnot, and that there are no other than laboratory-created weapons of mass destruction, bacterias or viruses that could be resistant to oxidation. But our bodies are not destroyed by it because we create in our healthy cells antioxidant enzymes, superoxide desmutase, SOD, glutathione peroxidase, glutathione reductase, and catalase. And because we're able to create these antioxidant enzymes, we only help people get well with ozone. We don't harm them with it. And um, there are bacteria, apparently, that naturally have evolved and have created superoxide desmutase in them, particularly certain Lyme bacteria. And we see a huge number of Lyme patients. And it explains why why we still win, but why it could take us a much longer time than normal to eliminate Lyme disease versus other bacterial infections would seem to happen overnight. Understood. Uh, it's a very good explanation. And so, yeah, by the way, I just want to say one thing. You're doing something that patients do all the time to me. They go, Dr. Robbins, I have a quick question. <laughs> and my answer is yes, but I only have long answers. Yeah, I've noticed. <laughs> I don't know if we'll have time to get to all these questions I have lined up for you, but we'll try. Um, what are your thoughts on probiotic enemas or probiotic suppositories to avoid the problem you mentioned of a lot of the back beneficial bacteria getting killed in the stomach acid as we take oral supplementation? It was, it's been tried. The problem is you can't get the bacteria all the way up to the end of the colon, first off. Secondly, um, uh, so much of it just goes in and washes out. Secondly, they have to be living bacterias. If they're not living to begin with, you're hoping they're going to come back to life. They got smart and they uh, came up with the bright idea. And there are companies that were bright enough to recognize that the biome that you get, you put in suspended animation in the capsule powder and tablet form wasn't working. So they came out with the next brilliant idea. And I do believe it was a brilliant idea spores. So they took the bacteria spores and they put it in capsules that would survive the stomach and open up in the small intestine. The problem is the spores don't have enough transit time to grow into strong, healthy adults. Now, they have had some added benefits because some of these will survive, grow into small, strong adults and do some good. But it's still way too small in number, way mm. too small in number. Um, one of the problems and, you know, you'll see everybody puts out their their bacterial counts when they make uh, probiotics and they're called CFUs, colony forming units. Well, many of them have anywheres from just a, 
one or two, uh, forget the hundred thousands, anybody that buys a product that has hundreds of thousands sounds like a lot if it were dollars, but it ain't even pennies when it comes to the ozone, uh, to, to the biome world. Um, it has to be in the billions to begin with. And most of them have a few billion. If you see, if you go into the stores and look, the better ones have 50, you know, 20, 30, 40, 50 billion uh, per, you know, per, per dose, whether it be one, two, three capsules. Well, that's an interesting point. Um, but will they come back to life? And in spore formation, they put enough spores in to form billions of colony forming units if they were to come survive the stomach come back to life and become strong adults unfortunately it doesn't happen much of it goes in again one end and out the other um what um once you survive the stomach and you can get in there you need to attach to the wall but here's the big thing the bacteria need to eat they need something to live on mm -hmm. So one of the other brilliant ideas that came out was why not give them food? And the food that they eat is called prebiotics, prebiotics. And when you combine a, pro, a, a probiotic, the bacteria, with the prebiotic, their food, it's called a symbiotic. And that's spelled S-Y-N as in Nancy, not S-Y-M symbiotic and you can buy symbiotics now but they're all in capsule powder and tablet <laughs> form except for one doctor's biome when you drink doctor's biome it's absolutely delicious children love it when you drink it 50 percent of the of the vegetable and there's a touch of fruit juice in it uh, less than four grams of sugar 50 percent of it is thicker so it, it, it's actually the fiber from the vegetables that feed the bacteria. Let me give you an example. Each, each two-ounce shot was guaranteed to have 27 billion CFUs at the time of manufacture. And that's what all these companies say, at the time of manufacture. Mm -hmm. What you're getting when you ingest it is the real, is the real catch. And the catch to it is we just got back our one of our latest batches uh, that we have made now. And within nine days, because they delayed it by by um, they delayed three days in actually testing it. So after nine days from the date of manufacture, and this is why I say it sounds too good to be true. It was at 47 trillion. <laughs> Wow. I, know, I know this was this, this was we've had we have a new company that's making it for uh for them you know for us uh a pharmaceutical company in pennsylvania and because they're using advanced methods of manufacturing to make this um all the fiber has been used which means all the food has been in there up until now within Within a week or so, we see over a, we've seen over 100 billion, 120, 30, 40 billion CFUs, which is humongous in numbers. Uh, we were certainly, we've been very happy and, uh, and we've been very effective in the results that we get. But 
47 trillion is is unheard of and obviously yeah. this is all done by an independent lab you have to do this for fda uh, approval for every batch that's made it sure. goes through testing at the pharmaceutical company um you know for contamination and everything to make sure it's safe as it gets sent out to an independent lab for testing because you can't the fda doesn't want you to trust yourself or your pharmaceutical company they want an independent lab to you know confirm everything so well, confirm so confirmatory test shows ridiculous amounts now the one thing to answer your question is nobody that i know of has tried to take this product and use it as part of um, an enema to see if it would make a difference that way. Mm -hmm. But there's no point in doing an enema, which is the most comfortable thing in the world to do. When all you got to do is drink a two ounce shot every day of something that's absolutely delicious and get the beneficial results. Um, there's more to talk about it, but I don't want to stay focused on probiotics. Just yeah. know that they're essential and important in ozone therapy. And there's nothing better than doctor's biome. And um, if they want, uh, what we can do is give them uh, a code radio 20, R-A-D-I-O 20. That's what the code I use on my own radio show. Uh, uh, and they can get 20% off their first order that way. Excellent. I'll add that into the show notes. And last thing before we move on from probiotics, I hear mixed things on this all the time. Do you suggest having it on an empty stomach or having it with food, which would be superior okay. when taking this product? Very, very important. Uh, I learned this years ago. It doesn't matter what you're taking. Probiotics can be destroyed in the stomach. Even our product loses about 10% in the stomach. So you want it to exit from the stomach as quickly as possible. So first of all, you should re our, our product, uh, Doctor's Biome, is shelf-stable. It does not have to be refrigerated. And for people with stomach problems, stomach ulcers, acid reflux, it's best taken room temperature. But for everybody else, you can put these little bottles into your refrigerator and ideally you take it chilled because chilled liquids empty from the stomach in 10 to 12 minutes. Now, if you have food in the stomach at the same time, it's going to be delayed in the emptying time and thus more of it can get destroyed. So all probiotics, I don't care who's you're taking, should be taken on an empty stomach at least 30 minutes before you ingest anything else to make sure that it, it went from your stomach into your intestinal system as quickly as possible. Understood. So coming back to ozone, what are some of the most common conditions that you help your patients with using this therapy? I know there's a, probably a 10 page list you could rattle off, but if you were to list maybe the top five or six that you use most frequently, what would you say? Lyme disease, Herpes, HSV 1 and 2, um, chronic fatigue syndrome, which could be coming from Epstein-Barr virus or cytomegalovirus or adenovirus or candidiasis as well. That's another biggie. And chronic fatigue syndrome, you know, encompassing all this. Um, multiple sclerosis, another biggie. And uh, though I don't see, uh, I, I think those would be the, um, if I had to give it the top four, because it encompasses so many things. 
And at what frequency do you recommend someone do an ozone therapy treatment? Once a week, twice a week, you know, every well, other day? The, the, that Now that becomes a, a quick question and it takes a long answer. Mm -hmm. It depends on the methods that you're using. Back in 1990, Bobby Atkins, you know, Robert Atkins, the diet doctor who passed away, I went over to visit Bob in 1989 in November. He says, Robbins, you got to start doing this ozone therapy. And I, he was one of my mentors in natural medicine. So I listened to Bob and this in January of 1990, we began using a blood method of ozone called major autohemotherapy, MAH. You take out a certain amount of blood, you ozonate it and you put it back in. Back in those days, we used glass collection bottles because glass was safe when you play with blood. Today, they went cheap and they're using these plastic bags that while it may take blood out when you add ozone, we don't know if ozone will react with the bag. So we don't recommend that. But that's what most of the doctors use. They don't use glass collection containers. A lot of medical waste, which is expensive. But to me, it doesn't matter because we use a blood method now that I'll mention in a minute. So I did 45,000 of those between 1990 and 1995. And I found out what every doctor who does it knows. It helps everything just about, but it doesn't get rid of anything. And the people who come to us do not come to us to get better. They come to us to get rid of their multiple sclerosis, their herpes, their Lyme disease, their rheumatoid arthritis, their ALS, um, they're coming to us to get rid of their medical problems, not just keep them like traditional pharmaceutical medicine does, so less symptomatic. We, we're looking to achieve eradication of things permanently, completely, once and for all, and get, let them, the patients get their life back again. So we stopped using that method, and I turned to the probably the most common and the most used method around the world because it's the least expensive and easiest to do, requiring only little itty bitty needles, baby needles, literally, that you can use on virtually anybody, even with very small veins. And it's called the direct IV method, direct intravenous ozone therapy, where we push the gas directly into your vein and we mix it with the blood in your heart rather than out of your body in a, in a, in a container. Um, however, uh, and there's other methods. Ozone can be mixed with saline and drip back in or mixed with saline and you get a saline drip going and pushed in directly. That's just the version of DIV. It also can be used intravenously with ultraviolet blood irradiation where you take blood out, you pass it through an ultraviolet blood machine, which puts ultraviolet light in. And the best of them all being hemolumen, that's the name of the company, hemolumen, uh, because it uses some unique ways of um, irradiating the blood that way in a safe way to create what ozone does directly. But we combine it with ozone therapy. So you're getting both at the same time. And we're combining it then with a, a procedure called hyperbaric high-dose ozone with multipass. And that nickname is HBOT. There's a lot of alphabet soup in the ozone world. <laughs> HBOT. Now, HBOT had been around for about now about 30, 35 years. And that's where 
You use these German machines to take blood out of the body rapidly, where it would take with the MAH method as much as uh, 30 minutes, let's say, to take out 200 to 300 cc's of blood. Then we would ozonate it and put it back in over the course of a half hour or more. Here, the blood through a vacuum, just like when you get a blood test, you know how the blood shoots into those vials quickly? Mm -hmm. They're called vacutainers. They're vacuum inside. Well, the vacuum sucks the blood out. Well, these machines in the glass collection bottles we use can suck the blood out in about two minutes, not in a half hour. Then through the machine, you ozonate the container. And that, when you're doing that, you're creating a high pressure in the bottle. So you're not sitting in a, in a hyperbaric chamber. The chamber is in the bottle itself. That forces the gas, okay, into the blood, okay, very powerfully, and then back into the body very quickly. So the whole process of taking out the blood in and out instead of an hour or more with MAH takes about five minutes. Wow. Then Johann Lahadny, a, a good friend of ours from Austria, probably because he doesn't have to worry about harming people there like we do with attorneys in this country, <laughs> and taking us some risks, said, well, why stop? Why not do this another time? Another time? And again and again and again without stopping on a on on that for on that one treatment. So instead of passing the blood in and out once and calling it a day and calling that treatment is done, he came up with the bright idea of doing it 10 times. And he found, well, you're giving humongous amounts of medicine then into the body. You're taking 2,000 cc's of blood, which is roughly half the blood in an adult human the average adult human, and you're sterilizing it from anything that might have been in there and passing these ozonoids, what we call ozonoids, that when ozone reacts in the blood, it, re it creates ozonoids. That's what's doing all the work. Mm -hmm. uh, what we call reactive oxygen species and lipid oxidation products which are only short-lived. So ozone is in the body directly and creates these ozonoids that live for up to a couple of hours. Otherwise, they could be dangerous, and then they're gone. Ozone is an immune system modulator. It balances things out. It doesn't let things go out of whack and out of control, um, which is why it's been so effective against Ebola and, and uh, COVID, which we can talk about in a few minutes. So in any case, so that's, that, that's how, those are the different methods. We use three. We use the direct IV method, which I, they, I, they kind of like to say I pioneered into the safest, most effective way of doing it. And I've nicknamed it the Robbins method of DIV, RMDIV. Then there's HBOT, which has been modified by my buddy Robert Rowan out in Santa Rosa, California. Um, into the most, probably the safest, most effective way of doing that hyperbaric method. And then we've added the hemolumin into that hyperbaric system from um, um, which is the ultraviolet blood irradiation, the UBI. So we add even more energy, more healing into each, each pass. And unfortunately, the blood methods require large veins. 
You need large veins and strong veins. Oh, they have no trouble doing a blood test on me. Yeah, because they're only taking blood out into a few vials and goodbye. Mm -hmm. When you've got to put it back in, that's the question. You know, when you need a blood transfusion, will it go back in easily? And that's where people have little veins and, you know, in, in hospitals, you do special things. Uh, you put special lines in when people don't have anything but teeny weeny veins and little veins. And unfortunately, six to seven out of patients don't qualify for the blood method. Fortunately, 10 out of 10 qualify for the DIV method. So we can help virtually everyone with one or the other or both. I love it. And how would rectal insufflation compare to your direct intravenous method in terms of, obviously it's going to be inferior based on what you shared, but would it still provide some of the same benefits just to a lesser degree? Uh, it provides many of the same benefits, but, uh, but you can't compare the degree. I, I look on rectal insufflation while it is being done in some doctor's offices. I look on it as a, a home care treatment. And I know there are doctors charging as much for rectal insufflation as we charge for IV ozone therapy. Uh, but it's uh, wussy girly boy ozone therapy get to the Arnold Schwarzenegger ozone therapy that people really need to get rid of serious medical problems. You have a serious medical problem. You need a serious method of treatment. Now, rectal insufflation is basically an ozone enema. It's real easy to do. It's relatively comfortable. You do want to clean your colon out first with some water with a regular enema or a fleet enema because you can absorb more from a clean colon wall than you can from a dirty colon wall. And also ozone will react with bad bacteria and whatnot in the colon. Certainly, if you're doing an ozone enema or you, you need to replenish good biome because the gas will get farther up into the colon and thus it can destroy some of you know the good biome in there in the wall of the colon so you do need to to, to take you know doctor's biome or you know uh, uh, to supplement that but fact of the matter is um, you can absorb through the colon wall into the blood some ozone gas you would have to the way i like to put it burn a hole in your colon to try to get as much as I can, even half of what I can get in a DIV treatment um, in the office. What takes me only a couple of minutes to put in, um, uh, four, five, six minutes is all it takes for a DIV therapy. Uh, that's very fast, very easy, and you get a gigantic amount of medicine that way. Um, rectal insufflation is a way to supplement what we do. Uh, hold the status quo between treatments. Um, most of my career was made up of three or four treatments a week. That's what I found. I could get rid of almost any medical problem in almost everyone. Not everyone, almost everyone. But a rectal insufflation by itself, um, and I always want to say, you know, put out the right disclaimers. If you read on the internet, I, I, I got rid of brain cancer with rectal insufflation. I have to tell you, it's probably true. This person did rectal insufflation because they lived in a place where they couldn't get intravenous ozone or didn't know it was available and probably cured their brain cancer. 
I can promise you that 999,999 other people with brain cancer will die if they believe the rectal insufflation alone is going to get rid of their brain cancer. It ain't going to happen. And no moral and ethical doctor should ever promise or guarantee a result anyway. It doesn't matter even if you're 100% successful, 10,000 patients in a row. You never know what's going to happen on the next one. Okay. Sure. That walks in for some reason. Um, you know, and any doctor that tells you oh, 100%, it's 100% uh, success. I would leave skid marks getting out of their office because there's no such thing as 100% in medicine. Um, we have ozone um, improvement in some patients, but we sometimes fail to eradicate their problems permanently, completely, once and for all. If I had to use the, the term 100%, I would say that if you stay with it long enough, I have seen nothing less than 100% improvement. But mm -hmm. you can't say you're going to cure everybody that walks in or eliminate their problem permanently, completely, once and for all in 100% of the cases. It ain't going to happen. Not going to happen. Yeah. Anywheres, depending on the methods being used in the 80, from the low 80s into the high 90%, with the better methods getting in the high 90s and the poorer methods like MAH in the low 80s, fixing problems significantly. Got it. And what are your thoughts on drinking uh, medical ozone water by ozonating your own distilled water? Is that helpful Wonderful. in any way? Yeah. Wonderful. First of all, it's good for wounds. It's good for you know rinsing your mouth out for gingivitis. It's great for stomach problems, uh, acid reflux, stomach ulcers. Um, you know, you can buy home ozone machines at companies like Promolife, P-R-O-M-O-L-I-F-E.com. They're wonderful there. They have videos on how to do all these things and you could use them. Um, ozonated water is great for that. A small amount, a very small amount will reach the, um, uh, the uh, intestine or the small intestine and be absorbed into the blood. So it isn't really a good way to treat medical problems. And yet, if you read things people have written, oh, I fixed this and I fixed that with ozonated water, it can be highly beneficial. And I'm very much a fan of it. Great. So, and is that something you could do daily or is that still something? Oh, every day. Oh, okay. Every day. But you want to drink ice cold water. You want to yep. make it in ice cold water. The coldest distilled water you can make or purified water that you can get. Uh, RO water. You want you don't want anything in the water because it'll react with anything that's in the water. Yep. And so, around what gamma do you use for your ozone water? Well, stop the word gamma. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> We're not talking about Buck Rogers Space Ranger here. With gamma rays from out of space hitting the uh, hitting us, and how do we shield ourselves from this? Unfortunately, the ozone world has interchanged two terms in measurement forever. I don't know where gamma came into, the, into being used because there's nothing I've been able to research that came up with who started that. But what we're talking about is a measurement of micrograms, okay? You know, one gram is a, a certain weight and measurement. Then a thousand grams equal a kilogram, right? You know these things. Mm -hmm. So a microgram is 1,000 micrograms equal one gram. 
all right? These are measurements doctors and people can understand, okay? All right? So that's a, that's a measure, that's an understandable measurement in terms of medicine. Gamma and micrograms have been used interchangeably. So for everybody listening, in case they hear gamma, they mean micrograms per cc, okay? Or gamma per cc or micrograms per cc are interchangeable. I don't like to use the word gamma ever. Got it. It's because we're trying to create and get doctors that are in the traditional world to use this. They don't know what gamma is. It sounds weird. Whereas micrograms, yeah, sure, I know micrograms. Thousand micrograms, sure, 50 micrograms. I understand micrograms. So what okay. microgram concentration? Well, for... for the water, you want the highest you can get out of your machine. However, most machines work in a unique way. Well, it has to be unique to make this. You're using electricity and oxygen. And you're passing electricity and oxygen through some form of tube. Okay, some form of a tube. So oxygen flowing in and out, depending on the rate flow and how much electricity then you're putting in, creates what's going to come out. So the faster the oxygen flows in and out, the less time the electricity has to interact with those oxygen molecules, the lower the concentration is going to be unless you could raise that electricity up higher and higher in amount. In essence, create an electric chair inside there or a lightning bolt, if you wish. In which case, it doesn't matter how fast the oxygen can pass through, okay? You'll create a huge amount of ozone. Well, we want to control this. So the companies that make home care units have set up charts whereby you can uh, you set the rate flow versus the electricity that's going in. And this determines what's coming out. For ozonated water, you want it at just about the highest setting you can get. But, but if the rate flow of oxygen is so slow, it'll take you a day and a half to make ozonated water. So generally, you want to set the rate flows on most of the home care machines at about an eight. That means an eighth of a liter per minute or a quarter of a liter per minute and set the electricity up as high as it'll go. Got it. And this way you're bubbling in and you'll see it bubbling out a lot of it. Now you want to make sure when the bubbles come out of the container, you can't keep it locked in a container because now you have gas flowing in, flowing in, the pressure is going to increase. You'll have an explosion. So you have to have the gas available to escape the container, okay? And the companies like Promolife have this thing set up with special glass flasks. It looks like a science lab, but it has gas in and gas out. And when the gas comes out, you can put it through what we call an ozone destructor, which is basically just carbon, mm -hmm. okay? Activated carbon, uh, charcoal, charcoal. And it flows through that. So what actually happens is the ozone gets impregnated in the water. And the gas that's coming off, the just turns into oxygen. So your room fills with more oxygen. Yep. You always want to do this in a, in a room that's you know well ventilated as well and everything. And of course, ideally, you make your ozone through 
uh, medical grade oxygen tanks, okay, which isn't always easy to get because of the way they've tried to control this. Commercial oxygen and medical oxygen are virtually the same. Yeah. So you really don't have to worry. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, if, because if you, you, commercial oxygen is used in welding. And if you don't have pure oxygen, you're not going to get a strong weld. Ask any welder. So it, it, it really, between medical and commercial, has to do with the way they uh, empty, they, they evacuate, empty the tanks when the, before they refill them at the places that do this. However, because medical grade often requires a doctor's prescription, it's just easier to say, oh, I'm getting this for um, uh, a water purification system I have at home. And that they'll usually sell it to you that way. Promolife does have oxygen tanks. They can actually ship you filled and you can use them and then ship them back and get them refilled. So they do have a system set up there. Oh, that's great. Yeah, I filled mine with commercial grade oxygen. And I'm um, sure it's fine. For, certainly mm-hmm. for the non-IV methods, you don't have to worry at all. Uh, any of the, uh, any commercial oxygen is going to be perfectly fine for insufflations, uh, for um, vaginal insufflation, which is an ozone douche for women. You don't qualify, but there are people out there that do that might listen to your show. And that's great at preventing female problems. It's great at preventing um, uh, or treating um, HPV, um, uh, herpes, you know, one and two internally in a woman, fibroid, endometriosis, endometriitis, candidiasis, a host of female problems uh, can be treated at home that way in addition to IV ozone. Oh, fantastic. And one last thing on the ozonated uh, water for people to drink. From my understanding, it's best to have have it on empty stomach. And how long after you drink it, should you wait to have coffee or tea or food if you're having it first thing in the morning? Well, cold, if you're using ice cold water, you can, again, empties from the stomach in 10 to 12 minutes. So if you wait 20 minutes before you eat any other food, you know, it's gone. Perfect. Okay. Well, a couple last questions for you, Dr. Robbins. It's been incredibly enlightening and love talking all things ozone. Uh, What resources do you recommend for people listening in who are interested in trying ozone therapy? Any websites, uh, any information about your clinic? Okay. First, you can go to Ozone Without Borders. Ozone Without Borders. It's a .ngo. That's actually because it's a true not-for-profit organization. You can join it as a layman or as a a healthcare professional, but um, uh, it's inexpensive for laymen to join. Um, They actually have videos up there on home care that you can do, uh, that you can download uh, at a very small donation fee, I think 20 bucks. Then, um, uh, but they have a host of scientific articles and information that once you remember, you can log in and learn all sorts of stuff and on how important it can be to your medical problem. Then there's, um, and of course they have doctors that you can then reach through them uh, that you can, you know, find out, uh, you know, who they are and and reach them that way. Next is, um, well, my web, my, my website is ozonedoctor.net, ozone doctor, O-Z-O-N-E-D-O-C-T-R.net. Dot net. And uh, we talk about all the things that we do with ozone there. 
Uh, people can email me at ozonedoctor at yahoo.com, O-Z-O-N-E-D-O-C-T-O-R at yahoo.com. And I'm happy to answer their questions. Um, you can go to voiceamerica.com, V-O-I-C-E, V for victory, O-I-C, voiceamerica.com, uh, health and wellness channel, and my show, Functional Medicine with Dr. Robbins. And I have, like you, though it's radio, you don't get to see my face. Um, uh, I have shows where you can look at episodes and look at all the shows and episodes that I've done on Ozone um, that talk all about the details of it and the good, the bad, and the, uh, and the happy from it and all the medical conditions that it's been used to help uh, and whatnot. Um, and you can go to promolife.com, P-R-O-M-O-L-I-F-E.com. And uh, they have a host of information up there. They sell all ozone machines, medical accessories, ozonated oils you know, that you can use. Um, they have very, very fine products and some good medical grade products for doctors to use as well. I use predominantly the German machines, but I also have the promo life machines that I use. Uh, one wonderful unit they have there is an ozone nebulizer. It's called Nebulo 3. <laughs> very cute. Nebulo 3. Um, it's a special device that you, you put ozone gas through a, a combination of uh, eucalyptus and pine oil through a special glass device that's been hand blown. So out comes this little smoke, stream of smoke, okay, um, and that you can and snort it in and it can clean out sinus infections and sinus problems, uh, help get people over um, a lot of things. Um, you know, we've been very successful in treating uh, post-COVID in infection, meaning they didn't, I was the only infectious patient we treated. Uh, the other 30 out of the 30, I'm treating 31 and 32 right now, but all 30 of us had uh, COVID symptoms, some of them for many months after the infection was supposedly gone. Uh, one who became reinfected in a sense where it broke through, where it had gone and oh, viruses go in remission. It came back out. They got, they, they had symptoms, the old symptoms and a few new ones. Ozone within 10 treatments, the direct IV method, completely eradicated. Re work in, in Europe, in uh, Italy, being used, ozone being used in 14 hospitals now with the MAH method saving lives. A doctor in Detroit just injecting it intramuscular along with a bunch of other home care things kept 106 out of 107 patients out of the hospital published on that. Rowan and I were published in the Journal of Infectious Diseases and Epidemiology on March 6th, a year ago, totally blocked out and blacked out by the news media and politicians. They did not want to know that there might be an effective treatment for COVID. Federal Trade Commission has made me take things that links from my website to that paper down and to papers on uh, links, not even information directly on vitamin C and its importance and um, vitamin um, uh, D and its importance. And um, um, of course, uh, the um, ozone and um, 
and, and, and uh, probiotics for the treatment of COVID and how effective it's been. Published on clinicaltrials.gov, our government's website for publishing clinical trials, as well as on PubMed, they made us take it down because they don't want people to know that there's an effective treatment for COVID. Um, other Terrible. than what the government wants you to know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we so can do we an had a, we were forced entire interview to just on down. that. Yep. Well, I'm going to get all your links in the show notes, Dr. Robbins, to your website, all the other resources you rattled off. That's going to be super helpful for people listening in to learn more and to uh, explore ozone themselves. And I just want to say, I appreciate you coming on today and sharing with uh, my audience. This has been fantastic. I thank you very much. It's been a pleasure for me too. I enjoy doing this, as you can tell. Yeah. Well, keep up the <laughs> you great want work. To do another show? You'll let me know. We'll, we'll schedule it sometime in the near future. We absolutely will. Talk soon. Bye bye now. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. If you found it helpful, please share it along to anyone else you believe it can serve. You can find the show notes and resources we discussed at ryankennedyshow.com. Be sure to subscribe and leave a review for the show. Your feedback helps to support me on my mission to positively impact as many people as possible with this information. Much love, everyone.